Hi, this is Neil White, one of the producers of The Big Interview. This episode is from the first season of the podcast. You're about to hear Graham Hunter talking with former Valencia, Spain and Middlesbrough midfielder Gaiska Mendieta. Guys, come in, Dieta. Welcome to the big interview. And one of the Thank things you. I'll say immediately is the strange thing is that the previous guests didn't really know what I'm like, but you do because you've had to <laughs> I do. put up with me yeah. <laughs> on set in Sky, the occasional night out, and still you said yes. Most, most for good. I know you most for good. Yeah. You, your love of football must be very strong yes. to put up with me <laughs> like again. <yours>. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the first one that really? told you, taught you that you had proper talent or when did you realise that rather than just being able to play mm. and being athletic that you could, because I've seen you up close, you can do things with a football and now mm. I'm not joking, mm. all throughout your career yeah. you did exceptional things with the ball when did that begin to dawn on you or, or did somebody tap you on the shoulder and say, hey kid you, you're quite good I, I wasn't ever a technical player I was, yeah, honestly, I was midfielder, holding midfielder because my fitness was better than the most of the average players in those days. That was the reason why I, I went into athletics. I was, how you call it, uh, runner-up in Spain in 1,000 hurdle uh, meters. and Second in the, second in the I nation. I was in Spain, yeah, Spain, when I was 13. Then I had the record for, for the region in 1,000 meters to 39. I, I was running for me wasn't, a problem, wasn't an issue. As you might be surprised, as you obviously that, that that was something that I learned, and and we'll probably come to that later. But uh, no, I was holding midfielder. I used to get the ball, give it to the guy that was next to me or the other guy. I would never, you know, funny enough, I used to take penalties, knowing the same technique that I do now. But no, I, that that became later. And actually, when I started in Castellón, I was holding midfielder. I went to Valencia, started as a holding midfielder. It was when I arrived to Valencia. And I remember Roberto. I remember Roberto played Barca, uh, Spain so many times, uh, the World Cup as well, Valencia and, and Barca. Striker, right? No, the midfielder. Midfielder. Roberto Fernandez. Okay. And obviously afterwards, after a few years and we're still friends, he always tell me, when we saw you arrive the first training session, we thought, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Can't even stop the ball. No. Yeah. So that tells you, I was, yeah, someone that it would run, that it would make it difficult, I would make it easier for my my teammates, but I wouldn't do anything spectacular or anything amazing. Well, what the so hell? I, 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 never, I never really thought, ooh, I'm good for this. Or, you know, you, I got talent for football. My dad always saw a potential in me because saw the, 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 the fitness, the, the physical, the intelligence in, in the sort of reading the game, how mm-hmm. to be in the right place or, or, you know, to get the balls and... And not trying to make anything that I did, I knew I wasn't able, capable of doing it. So with few advice that he always gave me, and, and and the practice and practice and practice and practice. What changed between that and the man who who was, you know, would have been listed in your peak for six seven years mm-hmm. in the top five six players in the world? It happened that as any other player or person or sportsman had a talent. My talent was obviously the fitness. But I had the talent of learning and I wasn't afraid to learn and I wanted to learn. When I got to Valencia my first my first season after Castellón, Gus Hiding was the was the coach. So I used to get as the, the, the Dutch mentality, used to get all the young players before training, eight AM on the pitch, and it was all about technique. 
and passing and technique and crosses and, and shooting and, and passing and passing and passing. At one stage, you were the world's best penalty taker. Mm. What was the mentality? What was your technique? What went through your head? A practice, learning process and watching other players doing it. Oleg Salenko, he was the guy that I would take the penalties. It looked like it was a joke. It was just take a, a jog, a run, not, not very fast, and watching the goalkeeper. Obviously, goalkeeper, the longer you take without being very slow, they get anxious. They need to, because they, they like to be quick, so they make a decision which side to go, so they don't have much time to think. But the guy was like running and then waiting, pop, the other side. I learned, and, and somehow it became my, my way of taking them, because before that, I used to, like most players do, choose one side and go for that. What you begin to choose to do is to run up, trusting that your technique will be good without looking at the ball, and you watch what card players call a tell. Yeah. You w- wait for a tell in yeah, the goalkeeper. Literally, you run, just not even seconds, maybe with one second or so. At that moment when the goalkeeper moves, because goalkeepers always move. If, if any watches or replace a goalkeeper, goalkeepers always have to move before, otherwise they won't make it. So wait and then kick it to the other side. Sometimes they will wait, and by the time I get to the ball, they've not moved yet, and then I'll go for one side. Sometimes, like in the Champions League final, Khan, Oliver Khan, rather than going one side to save it, he took a couple of steps in front to may try to reduce the space. So by the time he comes out, I've kicked it. The, the time, by the time, again, he, he goes down and tries to save, it was too late. Putting more pace... So it was, it was difficult. So you used his forward momentum to realise that he can't be diving left or right in the split second that he's moving forward. And if you hit it harder, it's more likely to go underneath his dive, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Is it, I know. Are, are you, have you ever thought about the micro... No, the micro it <laughs> sounds so difficult. But the microprocessing that's yeah, going that, that's, on in your that's brain... That's process, it is, it is. Is the run, wait for the goalkeeper. Once the goalkeeper is there and you buy the ball, just about to kick it, is, has he moved... Has he chosen one side? Has he coming up? Have I have to put more pace on the ball? More on the angle? More just putting on one side? You, you, you like your music, right? Yeah. Prince. Have you ever met Prince? Do you like his music? Prince. Yeah, Prince. The Prince. Prince, as in... I like some songs. I'm not a big fan of him. Did he write 1999 for you? <laughs> no. Nope, Tonight we're going to party like it's... Because 99 was... 99, in, in my view saw Valencia, not just guys come in there to run literally the perfect cup campaign. Mm. It ends with you under a big, huge, copper-coloured moon. Gigantic, gigantic moon, which looked the size of the stadium to me. Mm. Down in Sevilla, in what yeah. I think they call the Olympics. Yeah, it was the Olympic, yeah. It's a magic La, island, Cartucha, or Car- whatever. La, um, Cartuja. Cartuja. Playing against Atletico, but before we even get to the story of the goal, mm. you have a local derby yeah. and you pump Levante. Yeah. Then you're out because you, you draw sequentially Barcelona and Real Madrid. Yeah. During which time Valencia score 14 goals. <laughs> so for everybody who's got to know Geiska, maybe you're too young to have watched this or maybe you didn't have Sky in those days. For anyone who's got to know Geiska as an articulate, multilingual, well-dressed, <laughs> very intelligent <laughs> football pundit, he could play. Valencia scored 14 goals in two rounds, eliminating Barcelona and Real Madrid. 
pick something out of those four games to tell me about because we could spend a day talking about them. When we had actually in the draw Barca and Madrid, I think we actually were quite happy because we knew back in those days, we knew how to beat them. If it would have been, we play Bayern Munich, we play back in these Rangers and, and big teams in Europe. But we thought we found the click and the, 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 the way to, to beat these teams. So we were confident when we played against Barca, it was, it was huge. We're talking about you. Claudio López, Angloma, Carboni, Carboni, Ayala, Pellegrino, Dukic, Farinos, Gerard, Luis Milla. Um, Luis Milla, who left Barcelona to go to Madrid when, well, Pep, even when before, Pep was brought through yeah, by Cruyff exactly. because the president wouldn't allow him to buy exactly, yeah. uh, Mialbi, uh, pardon me, Jan Moby. Right throughout the team, you had tr- tremendous talent. Fares, yeah. Your coach was... Who was your coach again? Now, what, what, and what's he doing today? Uh, I think he's in the Champions League spot at the moment. Claudio Ranieri Claudio is your Ranieri, coach. Yeah. Leicester manager, right? Yeah, yeah. But you see, so that group, all of you, hmm. you believed... <laughs> let's just say what you said again and underline it. Good, it's Barcelona and Real Madrid. We, we'll we'll yeah, beat them. We knew it. Because we, we, in football, it's about, all about the confidence. It's all about the momentum. And we knew with with these teams, well, we play not just with Claudio Ranieri, we play with Cooper, we play with... Um, Hitting no, Aragonés. Hitting Aragonés. Not as much as probably with, with Ranieri and Cooper, which we used to absolutely always beat them. I don't think we, they beat us once in, in probably we play Cup, Liga and Champions League and we beat them all the time. Your record against Barcelona and Real Madrid, I think, is 28 matches and you only lost 12 times. Yeah. And the majority of them well, normally the are wins. Yeah. No, well, normally, normally the, the start is gigantically yeah. the other yeah. way around. Especially, I remember the days going to the No Camp when Johan Cruyff was the manager and, and started this sort of uh, tiki-taka philosophy. He changed the brand of football, he didn't did, he? He did. He, he definitely did it. With Barca, our mentality was the other way around. That's what I was uh, bringing it on. Because it's, we're going to the No Camp to say, guys, today we're going to run. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to run for fun after the ball. <laughs> we might not get much the ball, you know, be patient, don't lose composure, position, blah, blah, blah. And that, we managed to change it over. You were betting that if you ran enough, somebody, maybe even Pep in midfield, or you say would make a mistake, yeah. right? Yeah, you waited, yeah, we were waiting for them to make a mistake because we knew how good they were. You couldn't beat them by football, by playing football. We, as we understand football, passing yes. and, and... You and can outplay, outplay them, Outplay them, exactly. Yeah. Vale. We could outplay them by, you know... As a team, as being together, running together, pressing at the right moment in the right place and, and getting the ball in the right positions to then maybe get two, three chances and make sure you get them. So that changed when, when, when in those days because our style of football, a team that although probably saw the peak with Ranieri and Cooper, it was or started with Luis Aragonés. Piojo when arrived, when I was you know, only a young player, Luis Milla, guys we've mentioned, it were three, four years younger. So we went the players that we were back in the day. We Valencia, I think, cleverly saw this this potential and kept this team for you know for 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 so many years. I think even I'd say Benitez kind of still managed to get something out of that that group that that we were since Luis Aragonés. Probably Benitez. That's probably an era where the same sort of principles, uh, mentality, uh, competitiveness, everything you want as a group was, was uh, preserved. 
looking at those two semi-finals then, given that there was a, a methodology, a confidence, huge talent, you were also a hard team to play against. Mm-hmm. There was a, there were some mean guys in that team. Yeah. There was st- guys you didn't like losing and who could make sure that they did what was needed to win. Who would have tended to be your direct opponent trying to close you down or you had to stop in those semi in the quarter and the semi final in ninety nine against Barcelona and Real Madrid. Who who would have been the guy that you said you're not get, you're not having a good day today against you against us. for Barca for Real Madrid? This, these would be the days maybe already of yeah. Mars. Well, no. with Barca would have been Guardiola, the guy we needed to stop and say he can get the ball. We actually, I remember I think with Ranieri one game at Mestalla, he asked me to shadow him. So Gaffey, well, like, hmm. yeah, you just stick with him all the time. So whenever the ball was going to him, I would try to close him. As soon as I went, the other guys... So it was, like, automatic. Uh, so you close Pep, but they've been behind you. Yeah. Um, Farinos, maybe, or Gerard. Farinos, Gerard, Kili González. Kili. Yeah. Wow, another good player. Mm, I know. They had... When you sat the in the, Sky, yeah, the yeah. Sky Studio, yeah. analysing what Pep, the coach, did for Barcelona, yeah. really, you were... You were you could have done it in your sleep because yeah. you did it. Well, we knew he was the the guy that he that he the whole Barca went around him. He was the one the tempo, the ball. So, one by stopping him, Barca won't play, which is won't feel comfortable. We get upset. We'll get the ball in a further up than the halfway line, mm-hmm. which with the pace we had up front, it was lethal. And we stopped them for by possession, making us defend deeper and deeper and deeper. You comfortably eliminate the two biggest clubs in the world and you go to Sevilla for the final and it's Atleti. I think, as a group, you already know that Crazy Claudio is going to leave Valencia at the end of the game Mm -hmm. and join who? Atletico Madrid. Madrid. Who are your rivals rivals, in the final. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's Spain in in a nutshell, isn't it? (laughs) Absolutely. Where else? (laughs) We play Mallorca home last game. We qualify for the Champions League. That was the last game of Claudio and Mestalla, which everyone knew he was leaving. And then, yeah, but when we played the cup final, we knew he, he was leaving and he was, all of the rumours, obviously, heading to Atletico Madrid. Our squad, I wouldn't say even the team, the squad was, was strong, was confident. We all knew how to play, what to do. And when I'm, I'm thinking now, when I'm, we're saying all the time, we knew how to beat Madrid and, and Barca. I don't want to make any sound like it was Sissi, because he was... You didn't? No, but really hard. I mean, actually, I remember... I think if I, what I heard yeah. in my ear was okay. we knew how to, we knew what to do, yeah. we knew yeah, well, what, what they didn't like, where yeah. their weaknesses were, yeah. and we were a group, and we knew... I mean, yeah. Is that a right representation? I think so. But we beat Madrid in the cup, Spanish cup. We beat them 1-6 at home, second leg in the Bernabeu. We go to the Bernabeu, we say, guys, you know, don't panic, you know, play normal, don't, don't think of the result, just try to go and win. In the first 15 minutes, they score three goals. Morientes, two, and Raul, I think. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A team of professionals, 1-6, six, 6-1 six, we won, and we were, like, panicking. Yeah. That, that's, that's how, what I'm trying to say is, there were big teams. There were times where confidence was everything. We we beat them one six. All of a sudden, the the, the coin flipped to the other side, and we were like three 0 at home at the Bernabeu, thinking they're gonna beat us. But it's all about the confidence. And then going back to the final, yeah, the final. 
Whoa, 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 All whoa, right. whoa. You know how, no, to, play, you know how to play, you know how to dress, you know how to spin discs, but you don't know how to tell a story. Don't leave the audience lying there. <laughs> you're six one up. And then we went through. You're Sorry, six yeah. four down. You're we panicking. But what the hell happens? Just this, this, this myth of the Bernabeu and the comebacks and the... But how do you turn? Miedo escénico. Who, who steps up? Who has the cojones? Well, Who says, lads, no more? And, and well, we all said, well, at that time we had, I was there in midfield, it was, I think it was Luis Milla, uh, Anglo Mac Carboni, so they were, they were experienced guys there. Final score in the, in the semi-final I think second it was 3-0 three, three or 4-1, something like that. I think you score. 4-1, yeah, yeah, I think, I think we score. score one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's down to Seville, so Seville led yeah. by the, the mighty Leicester manager of today. Um, who's going to leave for Atletico, who are your cup final rivals. And I don't want to be um, mean to Piojo uh, Lopez, who, who I think maybe gets two goals. Mm-hmm. But certainly you thrash Radian teaches Atletico. Radi was famous here for Luton, and I met him, I know him well, and Dusan, his son. And okay. I, I thought he did impressive things, and you'll end up being managed yeah. by him very, very briefly yeah. at the camp now. But you absolutely thrash Atleti. And I joked before, but I, I, I think you have to be honest and say that you scored a candidate for the, the single best goal of all time. And the most common, before I ask you to describe it, the most common comparison that's made is with Pelé's yeah. goal in the, the 1958 World Cup, yeah. World Cup final. World Cup final, yeah. You must be really angry with Messi. And people go on about Messi's goal at the Burnaby on Zidane at Hamden and... But now I'm not joking. It, this goal was better than those, in my view. Can you tell us a little bit about what happens in the goal? What do you do? Well, it was, I started a bit earlier. Before the game, I think it was the night before, or maybe in the same day in the morning, Ronelli calls me in my room mm-hmm. and says, I need to speak to you before the game. Okay, I'll go to his room. And he says, I need you to ask you a big favour today. Having go left-backs. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> uh... You know, I think Virklund couldn't play, and jockey. Gerardo, good man, jockey, jockey speaking to him. Yeah. What a fantastic guy! He's Rangers legend. Guy. He Spoke to him Rangers last night. Well, Love yeah. guys. Boys are in the youth system now, he's, eh? He's, yeah, yeah. Good man, jockey. Yeah. I know if he was injured, he was he couldn't play because of uh, yellow card, red card. Gerardo, which was normally the one that would replace him, he had a, a, I think it's the groin or something. So he says, "We need you there." Say, Gafa. I played another final with Valencia, which we lost against um Spanish Cup final. I lost against Deportivo. Yeah, what, what happened in that one? Remember the one with the, with the hailstones the, that it got stopped and... It wasn't a red card in that And one, someone got... Yeah, no, two yellows. Yeah. Two, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> First one, on. only you, one. Yeah, that's the only you, one. You know uh, who we're talking about, don't you? <laughs> Got a good memory. Yeah. Done your homework. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like football. Yeah, okay. So Guy's <laughs> never sent off in his previous cup yeah, final yeah. with Valencia. So yeah. when the boss says to you left back, you're going, come I on, boss, I want to win this you know, one. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the final. It's, you know, come play me on the left back. Yeah, we need you there. It's okay. So my, my, my thoughts about the game it was like, you know, you always want to play a final to shine, to score goals, sure to make do. history, make, have your impact, uh, especially as a captain and stuff. And I was like, right, you know, I want to have to play my second role in the team and, 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 and do whatever I need to do there. But the way the game started, 
I was up and down. I was going and I'm talking. I said, yes, you take care of that. <laughs> who, so who were you saying that to? Well, I was, Ayala and Jukic would have been in the... Did, did effectively, did you leave them with three at the back? No, I was... I mean, in a formation yeah, like, like a, yeah, yeah. Anglema, Ayala, Jukic, Mas, maybe yeah, played a yeah, three, yeah. shuffled yeah, across. Yeah, I shuffled a little bit, yeah. And, and, because I was and, like, and, and, and you played it centre forward. Yeah, yeah. Up and down isn't true. Up and down, <laughs> up and down isn't... Yeah. Maybe your legs felt like felt that, but... <laughs> because... When your goal, yeah, then comes. then well, first one I said the one for for Piojo. We absolutely on the counter. We we were so good. And I remember a diagonal to me on the left, got back and saw Piojo in the box and gets the volley. Then another volley is in the other way around. It's it's Ilya which he makes the run. Uh, Ilya the the, Ilya, the, 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 Romanian. Cobra, the Romanian who he was did so much damage to England in yeah. the. I was there, I guess, 1998 World Cup he scores. And he it's was cost, he was oh, like the Romanian Romario. He was. Oh, wasn't he was he? incredible. Two legs, quick. Well, I remember when he signed for Valencia, he came in January. We were like, where did this guy come from? We, we never heard of him, and it was incredible. Anyway, so he gets the ball there. As I see, Piojo is, is obviously as a striker there. But there was the, the, the holding midfielders were kind of stopping there. No one was making runs to potentially getting the ball across something in the box. So there was me, once again, running forward. And as I, Ilya sees me, I ask the ball, thinking that he's going to put it in front of me, so I'm going to put it down and shoot or take any... Dif- we'll see. But uh, the way he, he crosses the ball, it, I kind of run past the ball. So my only chance to do it and control it first is... On the- when I say this, that's, that's what it goes through your head once you're there. It's different afterwards when you see it. So my, you, you didn't see it for a long time afterwards? No, no, I didn't see it for a long time. No, no, no. I'll tell you that story later. <laughs> so chest, firstly to say, well, to control the ball because it was the closer to the ball that it was at the moment. Then trying to bring it down. I was, by that time, facing back the goal. My back was facing the, go- the, the goal. Knee. And then I see, obviously, I know who they are. They know who they were at back in the day. But I saw these shares next to me. So I think, well, I flip it over, whoever is a sombrero, and, and then I should be in goal. Not realizing that there were four players. I mean, I thought it was one or two. I didn't, I didn't, like I said, that, that's, at the moment, I just thought over my head, and, and, and then I should be in front of the goal. Well, and, and that's what happened. I put it over. I see I'm right in front of Molina, and I think all all went through my head was target, target. <laughs> Especially it was, was my left foot, target. Don't don't try to put pace and you put it up, up you know in the stands or wide or whatever, just target. Funny enough, I hit it with front foot, which normally when you go target you put your inside, but went front foot and you score. And and it was like normally when you score a goal, you don't know what you're doing. You 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 just run not thinking. That day even <laughs> I don't I can't even remember after goal was just well I've seen it. I knew I was running around, but. My head, my brain was completely just gone so, everywhere. So was mine. I was there. I, I was working. I can't remember which editor said to me, yes, you can you can go. But we're in a beautiful night in Sevilla. I genuinely meant it's, a, it's very dark by this stage because it kicked off late. The moon is huge. Mm. The, moon is like, the moon is like a Euro Millions jackpot. It's that big. And it's copper. And it's hanging over the stadium. And Valencia are playing brilliantly. It's already strange to know that the manager of Valencia is going to join Atleti. You've made the first goal. Illy puts it in from the left, as you said. Valencia's left. And and I see this guy who I've seen three years earlier in the under-21 tournament 
do exactly what you said, but I'm only mentioning this because it looked differently from what you described there. What it looked like was it looked like Maradona's more skillful brother. Mm. You step out, chest control, knee up, I know where every player is, flick over my own head, turn, like Frank Worthington, if anybody remembers him, <laughs> volley. I would argue that if you, I'll supply this on our blog, I'll supply the footage of this goal. You watch it and you compare it with Zidane at Hamden, Messi at the Bernabeu, Pelé in 58. Maradona's in the World Cup where he drifts past half the England team. is different. It's different in mm. style. And, and then you're down to personal preferences, what you yeah, like more. Yeah. But to do so many skill movements in a compact space, mm. in such a short space of time, to me, I, I, at the moment, I thought, I'm looking at the best player in the world. In that moment, I just mm. couldn't believe... Then, had I known it was you, <laughs> I'd have known there was, a, there was another one coming yeah. any, any minute now. But you said you'd tell me another story about it. Oh, yeah. So the game finishes, we celebrate, got the, the cup, everyone, what a goal you scored. In my head, I couldn't see the whole goal as the goal. I had the moment of testing it, so I, I didn't have the whole picture. So yeah, yeah, what a goal, fantastic. Obviously, I knew it was something special, but it wasn't until I watched it, which... As I told you, when I used to play, I would watch my games to try to, you know, what you did right, what you did wrong, the team, how we play. But if I score a goal or did something, I, I, I never really watched it. So this goal, I didn't watch it for years because I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> just basically, I didn't want to watch it. Hard to understand. Because I think it's a, in my mentality, the way I think, it was next thing. You know, it's, it's done, next thing. It's like when you, I think it was Michael Jordan when he said, Whenever I've, I've, I've missed so many passes, I've missed so many game winners shots, blah, blah, blah. So all you think is what you did wrong to not repeat it. So in, in my mind was like in a way by getting all this, ooh, how good I, you know, what a goal. It, it might not be good for, for, for my. What's, I mean, of the million phrases that you have to learn when you listen to Pep, what he, the first time I heard him say, praise makes you weak. I had to stop and think and listen, but, he, but that, that's, you're saying that's the, same the same as him. It's the same, yeah. In fact, he he's obvious. Given that that was 1999, he's stolen it from you. <laughs> no, he's older than me, so. You 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 you've been great with your time, but I've so much still to to ask. I'm going to skip a little bit. You brought Middles brother only ever trophy. It was pretty dramatic because we talked about knocking out Everton on penalties, knocking out Spurs on penalties, mm -hmm. beating a good Arsenal side yeah. in the semi final, mm -hmm. and then Bolton. What are the memories that come from that cup run for you? Oh, great memories. Not just, obviously, winning helps. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. But it was, it was, if people remember in those days, there weren't many Spanish coming to England. No. Uh, it was me, which I came that season, and then Ivan Campo arrived to Bolton. Then mid-season, Fernando Hierro as well. So it was like, Ivan, we played together at Valencia. He's bass, we bass, we, we were friends. So it was a great story. The Bolton of Ivan Campo against the Middlesbrough Mendieta. Also because back in those days, we used to get letters in the club saying, how's Middlesbrough doing it? We, because they weren't able to find out what was happening in the Premier League in Spain. That's, that's how bad we were in those days in terms of communication. In coverage. In coverage, yeah. Hmm. Social media and all that stuff like nowadays. For the first time, I think the Spanish media made the effort because... These two guys were playing a, a final in England. In the, you know. At Wembley? No, it was uh, Cardiff. Was it Cardiff in those days? 
So it, it was great because of that, because it was me against Ivan Bolton against Middlesbrough. Uh, also, which is especially and special because it was the f- the the chance for Middlesbrough again after being knocked out. I think it was Chelsea previously to raise a, a trophy after 128 years. My first season, when everyone, you know, and I, I say always this with a smile, Valencia, Lazio, Barca, and then Middlesbrough. Everyone, you know, was Mendieta going to Middlesbrough. Well, it was important for me to prove and to show, which I had a, a great, great time at Middlesbrough. I, I love the football we play there. We, not just the cup, the Europa League final. We, I think we, we was happy to, and never regretted it to, to, to go to Middlesbrough. So in that way, it was a way of saying, look, you know, could be the first Spanish to win a trophy in this country, or Ivan, which I would have been happy as well. So it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. The whole reaction of the town, the, 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 the media, the, for me, after not so much Barca, but Lazio having difficult times, again, uh, fighting to, to win trophies, uh, the, the whole, the whole ingredients were, were just there. And the game, I think, was very, started very well for us. It was great. But you didn't take the penalty. No, Z- Zenden took the penalty. Zenden took the penalty. Did did, did I, he did he have something on you? Was know, it a bet? What, what the hell? Earlier, I missed the one against Spurs. You missed one. I know, but Steve McLaren, manager, said if it's a penalty, Bolo was the penalty taker. What did you think about that? No, no, no. You can say now. I can say now. Well, I didn't like it. Of course, I didn't like it. Because, yeah, I only, only missed one. Bolo, it's just as well you put it in, man. <laughs> That's what no, I'm he saying. Did, he did after I missed that one. No, I'm not slagging him off. Oh, I'm just saying, no. if you've got somebody... Yeah. We've been talking about confidence, rhythm, routine. Yeah, yeah. And you get a guy who's missed one. Which well, you've had two choices. One, Ever- and go with Steve McLaren and grab him on the neck and say, why are you doing this? Or, you know, just take it. How did you... What, so, out of the respect... Yeah, I had, I had to do it. I but in the like moment, when, when the penalty's oh, no, called, yeah. did, did you find yourself... No, because previously we had another one that even before Bolo was um, Yakubu. So Yakubu also kind of... No, Yakubu was afterwards, sorry. I'm missing up. But in, in, the, in the sort of routine, Yakubu lost his place and, and no, Bolo lost his place to Yakubu. Managers do that. I, saw, I, I hate... I didn't like it, of course not. I, I was saw, like... I should, take this penalty. I, should, I should be me taking that penalty. But get on you. Get on you. I saw Klopp the other day turn his back on that penalty. He didn't watch it. Did you watch Bolo take it? Did, yeah. it, was a, it was a moment. It was yeah, a big yeah, yeah. moment. And, and, and you're not in control of the moment anymore. No, it's more difficult, yeah. It, it makes it even worse because when you're there, it's up to you. You've got the confidence. You're going to do it. You're going to score. But when you're watching it, 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 it it's harder to... But I was watching, yeah. You, you I, look. I, I do look, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Chapeau. Very Basque mentality. Yeah. <laughs> might, might be... And then it didn't go fantastically at the end in, in Barra, but you said you were happy to be there. You helped them get to a European final, although you couldn't play in at yeah. the end. It was part of the reason of coming to Britain that you already liked our culture, but you liked our music. I mean, I'm not saying you signed for music. That would be stupid. Mm. But when you think about, will I go to the Premier League? Will I go to Middlesbrough? How's the money? Can I get out of Rome, please? Was it in the back of your mind that you could start to live a life that had more of the music you loved in it? Or was that... Did that only come after 2008? No, well, it's the reasons coming... That This might sound stupid for some people. When I obviously was in Spain, I used to come to London whenever I get a chance, buy records. I went on holiday to Scotland, the Highlands. I did all that drive around and blah, blah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so I, it's a country that I always liked, that I always loved. Yeah. And, and, and 
the music obviously is the big thing for me, uh, but also the character of the people. In those days, you could only watch one game of the Premier League in Spain, Saturday, three o'clock. And for as much as I love my siesta, I used to watch them. So I, I, I love, a, a lot of things loved about, about the country. Mm-hmm. And I knew well that I want, eventually I wanted to play in the Premier League. How that would be, how that happened, when, I didn't know. So when the, the, the opportunity came along to Middlesbrough, I, I completely reset and, and changed my, my approach to the game and, and everything. So in a way, yeah, it was coming to a place where I always loved, with the music, yeah, it was important, which I knew I could watch so many concerts. And, mm. and, and Which, we're not kidding, that ability to go and watch live, good music live, the type of music or bands or individuals you like, that was that's a really big part of your life, isn't it? It is, because, and you know me now, and you know, in my whole career, football was very important, but I had always more things, you know, in my life were, were other things, like music, family, friends, and, and culture and other stuff. So when, when, when the football was was finished i had more more things to do my records my concerts uh traveling everything was easier for for to be there now you use the word record you're an in-demand dj you take your skill and you use it all around europe i don't know if there's any gigs coming up that you want to talk mm. about you're also a socio shareholder in in iberica's change of yeah. chain of restaurants mm-hmm. which are in Manchester as well as in it's London. One, we're yeah. in London now yeah. when we're talking. There's four or five around four, London. Yeah. You eat beautifully. Because yeah. not everybody does Spanish cuisine well and wine well outside Spain, but they do. Absolutely. You do. Couldn't say it better. Rather than talk only about your gigs, what's the music you recur to most often? What do you reach for most often? At home, in the car? Who, who's the band, the man, the girl, the, the voice, the style that draws you back most often? Because I know that your taste goes... <laughs> right across mm, all music. Yeah. It's mostly in planes. In planes is where I do my playlists. When I'm at home, obviously, Wi-Fi, where I think. That's where I, I, I put a lot of songs and, 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 and save playlists and, and listen to a lot of music when I'm home or in the car, car as, or train or traveling. And then on planes is where you have no other choice. You, you, that's where I do my playlist. And... And I, I like to, at home I listen to a lot of stuff, and new, new, new bands, because more or less, without sounding pretentious, the songs that I play for the old times, I, I've got them already in, in CDs or, or like label to whenever I check the, the vinyls. They're more or less the songs that I normally play, but it's more the new music that I, so many, that I like to be more or less up to date. So that's the music that I do more on playlists and, 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 and old songs. Yeah, Who draws you? Which artist? Well, for me, you. in all, which mood as well? Which mood? Yeah, well, that's what, that's what I was about to say. It depends uh, which mood you are. Sometimes you hyper, you get Motown, soul. Sometimes you feel like blues and and, and a bit of a more more like moody moody music. For me, it all started. I, I'm more of a, a USA music fan than than UK. That's that's where I started listening to music. The Doors, Lou Reed, the Underground. That's why I started, and from there, Sonic Youth. I think all started there, all all with with Belbet. I think Belbet branches spread yeah. wide and, and very and very and very long. And sometimes I listen to new bands and, and always thinking, well, that's nothing new. There's something that I've already heard, and, and and usually not as well as Lou did. Well, no, I mean, I think Lou. We spoke earlier about Cruyff, but I think Lou Reed changed changed the direction of, of music. This is no. just completely nuts. <laughs> We've never rehearsed this. I wrote an ESPN oh, column when Lou when Lou Reed died. <laughs> yeah. I said, we've lost the Cruyff of music, the guy who, right. who risks, who goes against the tide. 
They played in Valencia one summer. And a friend of mine used to do the, the website for him in Spain. And, and, and he was the president of the Ruri fans. So when he came, obviously he invited him. He was very good in that way. So he, he, tell, he tell us, well, we were three. Come with me after the concert. We might be lucky and get to know him. We were like on the clock waiting in the door. I'm there. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, come in. We come in. It was like a big terrace between the, the caravans, tables, and, and all of a sudden, Louis comes out. Shorts, like a hippish t-shirt, like, you know, nothing was bothering him. Glass of wine. And we start to talk. Music. He, he's a big fan of, of all the, the, the soul and all that time where we, we started uh, to, to work in the music. Sport, he was a big fan of Tai Chi, obviously. What we play? Is you soccer? Oh, soccer, oh, that's too physical. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he was like, he, he knew about football, yeah. but uh, no, a big fan. His, his musician, which he was based in Barcelona, Fernando Saunders, he was a big fan. His son was a big fan of Barca, so the guy knew a little bit more. But it was a great, like I guess for most of us, when you are with there with someone that you admire for so many things, and talking like he knew you forever, like you were friends, you know, like normally we talk to, to anyone. It's ironic I say this because, you know, the, the advice is be careful not to try to meet your heroes because, mm, yeah. you know, I, I, you know a, lot of, a lot of days when we all get in different moods and you don't want to do this. Mm. So the generosity of you doing it for me, I appreciate. Mm. But you can meet people who are particularly world famous and they don't have the time or the patience. Yeah. And you no. did meet him. And it was a good experience. It was right. I it think was, that's kind of rare, and, and yeah, I'm even more jealous. <laughs> well, don't start me with that. I'm going to thank you for our beautiful time, Kaiska. Thank my you. Pleasure. My first uh, big acierto was asking you to do this. My great fortune was that you said yes. You yes. made me. You made me very, very happy as a journalist and as, as a fan of football. And you've done it again today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for joining us for season 2018-19. We've got huge creative plans for the months ahead, but we do need your help to make them happen. Please go right now to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and become a social, become a paying member and get an extra big interview every month plus loads of bonus content. Last season, socios listened to nine exclusive big interviews including Rafa van der Vaart, Troy Deeney, Roberto Di Matteo and loads of me talking about football. The Premier League, the Champions League, Spanish football. I'm sure they enjoyed it and you will too. Support us, join us. Thank you.